Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? <clears throat> These are for your husband. Unrefined cacao nips from Guatemala to awaken the passions. Welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon. I'm Max. I'm Chris. I'm Darcy. This is episode 101. How are we all today? Yeah, eating shortbread, so Yeah, pretty living good. life. Would you like a Wasn't that just fucking wonderful for you? No, I don't want any fucking shortbreads. You know what? I'm sick to death of this. You get your new place, all of a sudden I have to come here, drench myself in the rain, like I just had a fucking shower and haven't been able to wash it, like dry off. What's up with that, huh? Oh, maybe we shouldn't <laughs> do it tonight, Max. No. No, we ought to do it tonight, Max. I'm working the next four or five thousand days, all right? We have to do it tonight. Oh, okay, I guess I'll just freeze and get hypothermia and fucking die for the podcast that we make no money from. Is that how it is now? Yeah, you would have done the same if we had to come to you. Yeah, because you guys would have been bitches about it, but I wasn't. So how about that? And here we are I mean, on the Sunday Movie so. Marathon. I only complained for comedic effect. I don't mind the rain that much. Except for when it's as bad as it is today. It's fine. It's pretty bad. It's a light breeze, if anything. (laughs) No, I just took my socks off and about the whole world came out with it, but... (laughs) The whole floor was just like an ocean. Britain in 2022, you know? Mm. Mm -mm. Just how it is now. It'll be worse next year. We won't even be able to do this next year. Mm. Global warming will kill us. Global warming's so warm, it's actually cold. (laughs) (laughs) 360. So yeah, I'm soaking wet. <laughs> I'm feeling great. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I'm normal in my things, pajamas. Results. Sorry? I'm in my pajamas. You lucky bastard, you. Yeah. Anything happened since episode 100 where we almost killed ourselves for a three-hour episode? Not really, no. I guess we better get into it then. <laughs> yeah. It's just been one of those weeks. We've not done anything. It's not like we've there's been any like big new releases to watch, no, except for known. Black Panther, which we're not going to watch. No. Mm, we'll see about them. Which me and Darcy aren't going to watch. Mm, we'll see about that. I haven't even seen the new first film. Not that that probably matters, but... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't yeah, yeah, matter a, at all. That's a general consensus. <laughs> just... guy ain't even in this one. Oh, yeah, no, that's fair enough. He was barely in that first one, though, to be fair. Really? Yeah, they, like, knew, they fucking kill him. Yeah, he dies about like halfway half through the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's dead for about 20, 30 minutes-ish. No. Yeah, and then he comes back. Someone finds him. It's me, Black Panther. I was always here, motherfucker. And then um, Jordan, whatever his name is, he goes, oh, fuck, he's back. He says, you think you could get away with <laughs> throwing me off a cliff? I'm Black Panther, bitch. And then he comes back and he's, he's like, Wakanda forever. And he fucking runs. He just runs and runs. Yeah. That is that whole movie. Cool. That good. You guys hear Henry Cavill left The Witcher? Oh, I just remember that. He's gone forever now. Because mm. they fucking didn't... The people who made The Witcher didn't even like it. They didn't even like the source material. They were like, whatever. No, he joined it because he was Wait, a what? huge Witcher fan. He was like a yeah. huge book, like fan of the books. And apparently the showrunners kept disregarding material from the books. They wouldn't take his suggestions of like how to keep it like close to the source so what, material. What, what was the point? Apparently they used to mock the source material as well, like the writers. So he was just yeah. like, nah, I'm dumb. So basically what I said in a roundabout way. But you said, yeah, no, it's actually this, and explained what I just said. But no, more, I just went in more in depth. 
I, do, I just don't see the point in picking it up if you don't care about doing it. Money. Yeah, I yeah, know, but someone imagine, else. Could have imagine done like it. you're in a show and you love it for the people who yeah. are making it don't love what you love about it. And then they're like, and then you have to leave. Just <laughs> the people so who stupid. don't even like it have to keep making it. <laughs> so they got one of the Hemsworths to do it now. Oh, He's cool. going to come in and be Geralt, the demon, guy? demon slayer. Uh-huh, yeah. um, uh. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. What's the point? Just end it. Yeah, what's the point in any of it? Just scrap it's it. It's popular, so they don't want to end it. The whole fucking like seventy-five percent of that show is watching Henry Cavill swing a sword around and look sexy. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be The Witcher, then, does it? Just no. get a new show called Henry Cavill goes out looking sexy swinging swords. There's a new show called mm. Liam Hemsworth <laughs> is a man with long hair. <laughs> yeah, I imagine if it's not very good, people won't watch it, and it will stop being made. I won't watch it. I feel like a lot of the viewer base is probably going to drop off, to be fair. Yeah, it's already only, like, pretty good. Like, it's, it's a good show, but, like, Henry Cavill is the main draw, I think. At least for me. He's cool. He's cool. He is cool. And he likes The Witcher and it shows. But now he's out. He's gone forever and they've replaced him with a fucking Australian. Hate it. Not going to be good. Oh, how dare they? <laughs> That's that. On yeah. news, I suppose. Not that I've really been paying attention to the movie news currently. Just like bits and pieces I hear, I suppose. There's no. not been much going on, to be fair. No, the only thing I heard recently was today about how Lilo and Stitch is getting a new movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah it's it's a live, Stitch live action team. remake coming mm-hmm. out. Oh, what? Yeah, but the thing is, obviously, because, you know, Stitch isn't a, a real thing. It's literally just CGI. Like It's like 3D modelled. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the I mean, fucking like point John of that? John Favreau makes it and it's fucking like a nature documentary with Stitch. They will make Stitch super lifelike, I think. No, I've seen pictures of it. He literally looks <sighs> like something that out of a video game. Lifelike? What does that mean? He's like an alien. a hyper-realistic like, design and shit. Yeah, Whereas, but like, what? He's not a... Fur and skins like has so much texture it just looks real. Oh, what, like he's going to... But that would oh. look disgusting. Yeah, it's going to look disgusting. Kind of like a Sully, how he's got that furry body. Yeah, but worse. But, yeah, yeah. worse. <laughs> like how they fucking animated the lions in the Lion King remake. Yeah, I can imagine like, it be as yeah, like that. looks be weird. Or they'll just go like the Pinocchio route and just try and make him look like the no original Stitch, just slightly more detailed. <laughs> they should just get like a small dog and paint it blue. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, that would be more accurate, wouldn't it? They, they can't even like do that. They don't like thing. hiring dogs either. Like, like, we know what happened with Cruella. Oh, yeah. Like I it's was like questioning it stick. at first. <laughs> and then I was like, no, nah, that's definitely not a real dog. <laughs> Very funny stuff. Chronic. That's what it is. Disney forever and ever. They, they're, they're, going, they're going at it. We already had the discussion about how they're destroying everything we love dear to us. Yeah, that is true. And um, how they're monopolising yeah. the industry and we can't even fucking get Banshees of Inisherin on a 4K Blu-ray nowadays. Because Disney What's have it. What's that got it. to do with Disney? Oh, what, they own... They're going to put it on their streaming service. Um. So you can't get yeah, it. Yeah, which means it probably won't get a physical release. Damn. Just like the French Dispatch didn't get... Oh, yeah. yeah. It probably would have got a Criterion release. It might do still, but yeah, you just nah, got to wait until some other place gets it. Got to wait until Wall-E comes it. out, 
because Wally needs to have its time in the sun hey, and the criterion. Wally deserves a criterion. I think in a good two or three years' time, French Dispatch might get one. It's very rare that a film will come out and they'll do one straight away. It's only like Parasite and Portrait of a Lady on Fire I can think of that's gotten one like almost straight after it's come out. What, a release or a criterion? No, we didn't over here, but they did in America. They have all the great stuff in America. They get all the breaks. It's a wonder why they complain so much. Yeah, it's all a licensing thing. Whoever owns those films in the UK didn't want Criterion to put a release out because they wanted their one to be the only version available. Yeah, I hate it. Do people just not collect them here? Is that, I don't know, is that not a thing? No, it's not that. It's just I don't really know. The company who owns those movies would have to lease them out to Criterion so they wouldn't earn as much as they do just from selling their own copy of it. Well, that's what you get for making standard DVDs. I don't know why DVD is like a standard anymore. I thought Blu-ray was like the standard at this point in time. Yeah, old streaming people. Standard now. Um, I, yeah, apart it's from just old that. people refuse to upgrade to Blu-ray or streaming. And me. Yeah, but they all have VHSs, don't they? <laughs> they don't own a DVD player. Why would I upgrade to a DVD? <laughs> I can just watch Jurassic Park on VHS. It's, exactly. it's bigger. I can see it clearly. I don't. I don't lose track of it as <laughs> as much. It's like the size DVD, of a book. <laughs> you turn it on its side, but it's basically vanished. Mm. <laughs> it's so thin. <laughs> it's too thin. They make movies too thin nowadays. Bring back fat, fucking, chunky movies. That's my piece. Darcy looks confused by the fact I own two copies of Blade Runner. Yeah, I was I was wondering whether well, it's a good movie. Yeah. yeah, like where one was I don't know something else. I guess one so. That's is the Blu-ray. Else. The DVD yeah. box set is like a five discs collector's edition that comes with like three or four cuts of the movie and loads of extra shit. Well, it is a great film, to be fair. It has a featurette of Ridley Scott in the editing room, just fucking going mental and bashing pots and pans together. <laughs> what a strange little man. What a strange little man. We watched some movies. Some (laughs) movies from the actor, actress, uh, award nominee, probably, um, acclaimed actress, French, I believe, Juliette Binoche. Juliette Binoche. She is in all of these movies that we're talking about today. We picked three movies. We picked one each, and Mm -hmm. those are Cachet, uh, summer hours and the one with many names. <laughs> yes, the one that doesn't have a, a set name. Malbay Song. I don't know. Yeah. Or uh, um, what is it? With the night. The night something? is young. The or night bad blood, depending yes. where you are in the world. It might be a Taylor Swift song if you're in a certain part of the world. Slash <laughs> what it's based on. We know about Juliet Binoche, of course. Yeah. Or not, of course. Um, she was in that Robert Patterson movie that we oh, yeah, watched. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well. And the other one, Cosmopolis. Cosmopolis. When the fuck did we watch Cosmopolis? We didn't. It's just another oh, one she was in. That's like, that's a movie yeah. I know exists, but I feel like it shouldn't. <laughs> Cosmopolis. It, it sounds yeah. like a film that that's shouldn't exist. Cosmopolis. What is It sounds like the fucking <laughs> Fairly Odd Parents Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so Chris picked the first one. What's it about and what is it? 
Yeah, so the first one is Caché, directed by Mikhail Haneke. Um, <laughs> films about a married couple <laughs> whose life's kind of flipped on its head when they start getting terrorised by these mysterious videotapes of their house. Okay. There's no explanation, just these videos of their house. They get tapes and CDs sent to them. What's all these tapes and CDs? And drawings. And drawings. What's all that? Yeah. And he says, <laughs> What is all you, that? All, you all know the rest of that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like <laughs> the, <laughs> the plot of the first act of Lost Highway, but not as weird. Yeah. I've, I've watched that movie once. Um, mm. This is a Michael Nanica movie. We've watched how many fucking times we've seen the movie by him and how many times have they been recommended by Chris? Um, we've three? done two of them well, on the podcast. that piano teacher guy. What, including this? Yeah. It's not true. We did funny games oh, yeah, and we funny did games. with a piano teacher. I forgot also. about funny games. They all suck. I've only seen one of those. Nah, they're all great. I think he's a great director. <laughs> he's one of my favourites. He is a great director. But his movies suck. Don't like watching his movies. I don't, don't like, like how they make me feel. Um, they made me feel bad and I don't like feeling bad. Yeah, he's just one of those directors <laughs> where you watch one of his movies and you just feel like shit afterwards. It's just visceral, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Cachet. It's one of the most fucked up movies I've ever fucking seen, ever. I think. For my own personal taste. This is not... Is it a horror movie? Because I was scared as fucking shit the know, whole see, time. See, it's more, I don't know, it's more like a, it's like a thriller, thriller, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't actually think it was, <laughs> it was that terrified bad. terrified the whole time. <laughs> Chris kind of uh, made it out to be like this like seriously fucked up movie but I was just watching mm. it and I was like okay this isn't no, that bad I said that one scene is pretty fucked up and even then I didn't think it was that bad I was more confused than anything else and both of you were yeah, sitting I really like, wanted to see oh how you would react to the scene yeah and I just you did not disappoint yeah I did nothing mm. as per usual oh alright what was that and then you cracked <laughs> open a monster and just like <laughs> found it I'm like what the fuck <laughs> it takes a lot to phase me in that kind of sense I suppose seen this once before i didn't <laughs> yeah, want to watch same. it again fuck you chris um i don't blame you to be honest. Watch it. every time you, you recommend a heineken movie i'm like i don't want it <laughs> <laughs> but undeniably it's a great movie and it's one of my favorite movies ever um that being said <laughs> i would never watch it again but you know maybe maybe i would show it to like a date no, like you first wouldn't. date <laughs> If I didn't really care about how it was going. Could you, you know? imagine? Oh, yeah, we're just going to watch it's this a film. Test. It's great. It's a good test, yeah. No. You show it to your mum on like Christmas or something. It wants a good Christmas movie. It's got red in it. I can't, yeah, I can't imagine my family sitting through it because I'd be like, God, I've got to read all this shit. <laughs> it's quite slow as well. Well, you say that, mm. but I, I mean, I understand why you could perceive it as slow, but I really didn't feel the time at all. I thought it went very quickly for me. Because I was like my fucking, I had my fucking hands in my face the entire time. Like, not like figuratively, I was just like, oh, oh, oh my god, what the fuck is happening? Ironically, this did feel the quickest, but I think that's yeah. purely because of how draining and long this whole marathon just turned out to be. Like towards that last movie, I think about halfway through, I was like internally screaming the whole time for it to end. I was like, I just need to go to yeah. bed. This needs to end. This needs to stop. So this is why this film felt the quickest. So what it went did you, <laughs> well, so it's first time watching it, Darcy. What do you think about 
its themes or like what do you think it was trying to tell you? Not a fucking bob, mate. Not a fucking <laughs> clue. Like, see, the thing is, I know I say this where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I was tired or, but I genuinely was like on the cusp of, like, I was, I fell asleep for that last three minutes of the film, I believe. Most important part, but yeah. I was just like, I just, I just don't have the capacity for this. And I was just thought, oh, what, why, why? I just don't understand why. Like to 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 the why what to why someone felt that I don't know th- these videotapes were some sort of I don't know. It just felt like what was the point in it all? Like what what did they achieve? Yeah. They achieved fucking nothing. I feel like it just it just felt like oh, okay, we're just gonna fuck with these people mentally. Cool. And then like I felt like nothing came of it because of that. And I was just like, well, no one won. Mm-hmm. No, no, nothing was achieved. I don't yeah. know. I just, I just, I just didn't get it. I just didn't understand why and what they got out of it because fucking nothing came of it. I, can't like, like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, could someone explain to me like what, like what I was like meant to understand? Like, was I meant to be no. like, God, they were trying to ruin this man's life? But I just felt like they were just sending them shit and fucking with them. Like, I don't know. Like, what was I meant to get out of this? I quite like that. I don't know. As an interpretation. I just don't know what they got out of it. Because, no, like I said, there was no winners. Nobody no, won. No, winners. Like, <laughs> no absolutely not. Like, I completely agree. It's like the come big on, Lebowski on, or something. Come on. You guys obviously <laughs> yeah. like understood it better than I do. Come on, please. <laughs> Fill me in with what was meant to, what was meant to happen. So what are we going to write this? This discussion is <laughs> over. <laughs> it's, all, it's over already. <laughs> What is it, Chris? You tell me. I mean, I kind of got it like it's kind of a film about guilt. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's kind of like <laughs> a, bit, a bit about like class systems as well. How it's like this poor guy and how he's kind of his life's been ruined by someone who's like richer, more privileged than him. Yeah, his would be brother. Yeah. That was sad. I I was <laughs> upset when like he went to see him again. Because last time I saw him, he was like six years old. He goes to his apartment because he thinks he's sending him tapes. Because mm. he got a tape mm. of like the the exterior of that guy's apartment. Well, yeah, he's like no, it was that guy. So he goes there and like doesn't even know who he is. But like he was supposed to be his brother at one point before he like basically got him ousted from his home because he I guess he didn't really like him all that much. Um, but that was like really upsetting because you I knew this time around what was kind of happening. Yeah. And with that in mind, like knowing that he was kind of like related to him in that way, it was like really upsetting to me to see how much he didn't care about this man who he thought was sending him the tapes or like didn't remember him even in the slightest. And he was just like railing off on him. And he's like an accomplished writer and he's on TV and, you know, he's got a pretty mm. decent life and he's got a good, he's got a nice house, he's got a beautiful wife and a child and. This guy has basically none of that, and he lives in like this little apartment, and he has no friends really. He's got a son, but like that's basically all he has to him. So like as he's kind of berating him and like saying, "Like you send me these tapes, fuck you," and like I don't like, know who you are, but it's just like, oh, it's it's sad. <laughs> yeah, it's I, sad. I did enjoy watching him cry on tape for <clears throat> no. ages. That was pretty horrible. That was so upsetting. <laughs> like it's... I felt bad. Yeah, like I felt bad for the guy. I just. I just felt like, like, did he actually, like, okay, now be real with me, guys. Did he actually send them? 
Or is this the whole point? Is like we, we do don't think? know because there's no point. No, I don't, I don't see what I don't see why he would have. Like mm-hmm. the, what I feel like, and and I feel like maybe maybe I'm just going around to thinking that this uh, guy I don't know his name George was it it was George is whatever you George. want to call him. Um, I just think he's a bit of a cunt, really. Like he just he just goes to this geezer's house. I guess the geezer is like his brother's house, or whatever, right? <laughs> and I just think. I don't know. I think he's just a bit deluded, to be honest. Like he just was like, "Oh, I'm so self-centered. It has to be this person because I have to be right about things, and I'm this guy, and I'm cool, and everyone wants to destroy my career." And I didn't really like him. Can you tell? Like I don't know, but I didn't really like the wife either because when she like basically like on the looked like she was on the go. Like she was like, "I don't like this guy." I don't know. I don't like anyone in this movie. Is that is that too hard to to comprehend? No. Was anyone likable? I don't think anyone was likable. I liked the brother. The I felt brother. bad for the brother, for but he I was barely in it. And I like Juliette Binoche as the wife. I think she was very good in it, and I understood where she was coming from. I don't think she was like a bad person or anything. I just think she got annoyed with him because he wasn't telling her everything, which is understandable. It's just a poo. He um, was just a poo. A poo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was in here. Um, <laughs> but she was great. <laughs> And as we're talking about Juliette Binoche movies, I would like to focus on her a bit more. Um, but I thought she played the character with a lot of subtlety. And I think when you're in a relationship with someone for that long, you surely understand from the husband's perspective why you should be telling your wife what is happening because she's getting these tapes too. It's not like yeah, this is this it's is not what like I... they're after him. They think. He thinks that they're after him because yeah, he's is famous. Why yeah. So he goes out and he's like, I have a... That pissed me off when like he he's like, mm, I think I know who's doing it. <laughs> but I'm not going to uh, tell you. I'm not going to tell you, though. And she's like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> that's, why, that's why I think he's such a de- like a deluded man. Like This, this, this woman's just like, okay, I just want to know if I'm going to die yeah. next week you or s- something. Like, you know what I mean? But it's, like, it's, all, it's that and it's also like this person who is your husband, who you've known for... A very long time enough that you, and you love him a lot and he's refusing to tell you these things it's you, you see the tension and the annoyance within her and the performance in that is amazing and yeah. i think she holds it very well Definitely. you also see like her fear because he he is like alienating her it's, it, it must be horrible to feel that way when you're basically being threatened or what they perceive to be threatening. And for what should have been a dynamic that really came together and like tried to fight against what was happening to them, he instead decided it would be better to alienate her and not tell her things when that's really the opposite of what he should have done. And I think in the end, he ends up a bit more lonely for it. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Juliette Binoche is like really good at playing those like very subtle characters that aren't like super emotive and over the top like other actors. She's just kind of just feels very natural. I think that's something she does really, really well, especially in this. Yeah, definitely. I don't like her kid though, that being said. Oh yeah. The kid was a bit of a dickhead. I don't really remember. Every time he like to be honest. was there, I was like, "Fucking kids, man!" And it's just like that's what you're like when you're a teenager. You don't Actually, really care. Yeah, to, yeah, to be fair, time he's like, they think he's been kidnapped or something. Mm. Then maybe there's a correlation between the tapes and him 
essentially going missing and not coming home when he was supposed to do or even calling mm. he gets home he acts so nonchalant about it he's like oh, I don't know like, fucking yeah. whatever his room with his big M&M poster he had two M&M posters oh, yeah, actually but I swear like I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny but I mean wasn't everybody like that as a teenager though oh yeah absolutely yeah, I, was, I was just about to say I was like, worse if anything yeah I was going to say that there is no damn way that there hasn't been That's a single teenager that wasn't there. when I see it Chris were you like that as a teenager not really well, he's a liar. Um, I was lame. Chris was lame. Yeah. <laughs> I was always going out and never telling anyone where I was. Yeah, so same. I related to him, but I also, I yeah, like you hated constantly. him. You I hate just yourself. Lie and lie and lie and lie <laughs> all the fucking time. You just did. But that's the oh, thing. Oh, where you, you going? I was yeah. going out fucking to some field and getting drunk. Like, <laughs> yeah, or well, some oh, house yeah, I'm party. I just going around yeah. uh, friends. I was like, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly it. Like, I don't know. I'm nearly killing myself in the back of the field. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's really late it's at night. Up. You just burnt a tree down in, yeah. the, uh, in the fields. I've never done that much. Well, actually, that's not true. I you was there. a field in Luton. Oh, no, that. there's like these um There was that one hills. square f- of field. There was that one patch of grass. Yeah. Oh, there's just gi- like, literally giant field, but there's like trees around it. It was really dark, and my mate decided to put out like a cigarette on it and like burn nearly burnt a tree like it was just like flames started but then mm. it started raining luckily but anyway yeah no but it's it's one of those things that you like you see teenagers and you want to slap them because you know that you were just as bad and you're like oh if i could go back in time and smack myself mm. i would so uh, it's sort a of classic isn't it so sort of, i do Which, have sympathy for it as well because i understand where they're coming from yeah like i mean it wasn't that far away from this day that i was a teenager yeah it feels quite relatable though doesn't it in the sense that it's like um Played it well enough to be believable. I was like, yeah, and he doesn't that, really. That's well. I think they haven't shown him that they're getting tapes or anything, or like they're really scared about this. So, like, for Did him you say to gay just, tapes. No, they, they they were getting tapes sent <laughs> to like them in the mail. Tapes. It did sound like gay tapes. Yeah, okay. Well, I apologise. I'll enunciate more succinctly okay. next time. Sorry, but yeah, like. He's just a kid. He doesn't really care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What? So, and they don't tell him, so exactly. he has no so reason to think that they're anything's like bad. worried out of their fucking skin. Yeah, which makes sense because, like, I guess that's uh, part of uh, the transparency of being open and honest with your children. Like, of course, they're not going to worry or tell you where they are if they think that there's nothing to be worried about. Like, where have you been? And they're like, "What are you talking about?" I was literally at the park. But oh, there never is mind. a measure you need to take <laughs> when you are deciding what to tell your children or not. Oh, yeah, I mean, Surely. I guess it depends. But I guess that... You're okay, not going maybe, to sit your son down and be like, everything, son, but like... <laughs> we're getting some strange tapes in the mail and strange drawings with blood on them that look, that look like blood and uh, we just... We are terrified. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe, yeah, maybe... What is he supposed to do with that? Yeah. I don't know, but okay, maybe it doesn't have to be like that, but I don't know, I guess maybe... I don't know, I guess maybe you could at least say something, like, I don't know, like, oh, um... Some stuff going on at the moment, and we just want you to. We just want to know where you are. Like it's not that. It's not that hard to be like. Do they not have mobile phones back in this day and age, or something? Like not good. He's like, like can... ten or something. They also seem pretty behind on the times. Like this yeah. is set in two thousand five, and they've got a VHS player. Literally, still. get a fucking Nokia phone. Tell your kid this to ring you. This would never have happened if you just got yourself a nice little DVD player. Yeah. And Do you nice know what? This goes Blu-ray to show. Blu-ray player. Blu-ray was a thing back then? I don't know. I don't think so. No. Wait a minute. A couple of years later. Yeah. yeah, what if, right? Chris knows. Chris knows the timeline of when DVDs, Blu-rays and 4Ks came out. Yeah. In this day and age, right, 
you couldn't have a film like this happen unless they were sending DVDs. Because imagine if someone sent a VHS to your house, you'd be like, I can't fucking play this. And then you just forget about it because you just feel like, oh, what's not the even point? DVDs for a lot of people. Mm. To have to send you like a USB stick with oh a file on it. Exactly. Like and hope what? that you hack your phone and send it to you via the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> send an email to you. You know, if like, you were doing it yeah. in the modern day. Yeah. Which is, which is just kind of funny because I'm just thinking about it now. I'm thinking, yeah, you would never get away with that now. Because <laughs> no one would be terrified, would they? Because they wouldn't be able to watch it. They'd just be like, okay, this dumb thing is happening. It's a voyeuristic <laughs> movie. It's what I get from it most of the time, uh, I think. Yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. you're watching the film, mm. but it's actually like a video, oh, and I loved when they did that. It was like because there's no really like quality change in the visuals. It's just like oh, well, shot yeah, how yeah, it yeah. is, and you're like, oh, okay, so we're doing this, and then like it would blur, and they would rewind it, and you're like, oh shit, I'm watching a video that they're watching, and that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty cool, but surely VHSs aren't that good quality, right? No, of course not. <laughs> no, no, but... I, do, I, I, pre- that, I appreciate that. I don't that really bit. mind because it would like take away from the surprise of it. Oh know? yeah, because then you'd be like, oh, that's got to be the VHS because it's just dipped in quality randomly. It's, it's like about, shit again. It does kind of remind me of Funny Games a little bit. It's like about the watcher. It's about us and like we're watching this movie in the that's same sort of way that they're watching, they're watching the tapes, but yeah. also this person is watching them through the tapes. I guess everyone's figuring it out as they go along. It's like a big no, watch along. I think the reason they don't ever find out who it is is because it's more like a commentary on mm. like, the voyeuristic nature of cinema. And like, because we can't make ourselves known to the characters when we're watching the movie. Why would the person who's doing this to them make themselves known? Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. I also don't think it really matters who did it. No, not, no, I don't think so. I think it's better that you don't know, but I, I just think they like yeah. I mean, I don't care that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just well, because that's not the point. I don't think. Yeah, exactly, yeah, no, exactly. That's why I'm like, oh, I don't care that I don't know, but I just don't know mm. what anyone achieved from it because I felt like. But then again, if we're going from this narrative, then I guess it makes a bit more sense because I'm just I was just sitting there thinking, I just don't fucking know why anyone bothered to do mm. this. But Did I you really waste your like, life doing this? <laughs> it is aged like wine. This movie, I think, because. It came out in 2005. I don't think mm. you could have predicted the, the landscape of cinema and uh, sort of society and how online we are nowadays. Apart from the VHS tape. We're more like <laughs> sort of voyeuristic than ever, as much yeah. as we might not like to admit it. Everybody puts their lives online. Well, no, yeah, no, no, I don't think anyone's not admitting it, I think. It's like the, the voyeuristic nature of social media does parrot, like in... in this day and age it kind of parallels the themes of what this movie is trying to communicate. So in that way, I think it's definitely not mm. something that Hanukkah could have predicted in such a way, but I think it lends itself to the movie. And like that's kind of why I got terrified by it, because you see nowadays and how we communicate with each other and how like anything, we could really do anything. And through like the online scope and scape of it, it's terrifying as much as it is interesting and Wonderful, but see it's... now I'm just freaked out by your interpretation of freaking me out. I was calm and collected before. I was I was yeah. sodden before, and now I'm like fuck. <laughs> but it's, no, just I don't know. It just got me. It just started getting me thinking about like how um I don't know about you guys, but I think like you know we, you didn't we didn't necessarily grow up on social media until like about twelve years old, and then that's kind of where everyone was kind of like integrating. But then it wasn't full. But then when did it when did it start becoming an everyday thing? 
Like for because for mm. years it wasn't an everyday thing for me. I'd check it like once a day or like once a week or something. And now because it's just that's like all that was on there, right? You could only there was only enough content for you to bother watching anything on like oh, I guess more so. than once a day. You would have to load mm. up the computer and the little cabinet that you had. Um, you know, sit down <laughs> on a chair and hook it up to the yeah, like, yeah, Wi-Fi yeah. or something via a cable. And you would watch, you know, the Pretenders music, the Foo Fighters Pretender <laughs> music video on a loop. And that's just what you did. I, I, I guess that's true. I just, I just wonder where it like, like where it consumed. Like where, at what point did it stop becoming like an occasional occurrence and then just... You wake up every day and just check your phone. Like, mm-hmm. when did that become yeah. a thing? Certainly, more so in the last five to ten years. It's fucking horrible. Like, it's actually horrible, and we all do it. But it's such a horrible concept. When does it become an invasion of privacy? Do you think? Because I, I, I got a lot of that from this movie. I thought, do you know what the sa- when you, you were talking about it, um... the safest is invading their privacy, but at the same time, are we not doing this in the? first place anyway well yeah we're doing it to ourselves because mm. that's that's what i think about um i was talking to chris about this like ages and ages ago it's like um you when once you put yourself online it, it, it becomes like public domain doesn't it yeah. so like i always talk about if i ever have kids i'm never putting p- pictures of them online because there's just weird fucking people out there and i don't think they've ever consented to having their little baby bum cheeks on fucking facebook and like i just don't think it's right i think it's weird and like yeah, it just becomes a point of everyone knows everything about you all the time because you put out there all of the shit about your life. Like people can go to your Facebook, mm. they can find out where you live, <clears throat> they can find out where you work. Uh, and like, is that it's not, not even hard? Yeah, is that not really fucking creepy? We were taught from a young age not you know? to really even put your full name on the internet. Yeah, and now like, we've got just, people yeah. filming themselves in their phone every day, yeah. like in in their own homes. You can it's see really everything. Like, just like in this movie, you see everything. It was just fucking just weird. There was a, um, I was listening to our discussion on the piano teacher the other day. Oh, there was an interesting point that Chris brought up where he said that he, Hanukkah uses the camera in such a way as to make you feel like you shouldn't be watching it. And I yeah. think that's definitely in cachet and like spades. Oh, yeah, the camera just lingers for way too long for certain <laughs> shots. And like, you don't yeah, want to like, see <laughs> this guy crying after he's I was just been when he was told crying, that he's. Yeah. A criminal by his would-be brother when he just wanted, like, he didn't even recognise him. You don't want to see it. Oh my god, yeah. The, it, it just lingers for a bit too long and that's yeah. what makes the movie fucking yeah. horrifying and upsetting to me. And of course, that that big scene that we've referenced oh, god, a few yeah, times. Yeah, what, 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 yeah we're dancing it just around hangs it. On just, that just, just fucking tell everybody what happened in I'm this scene. I'm very happy scene. to have watched this for the first time <laughs> and not have like, known anything about it going yeah. in. Because that's the perfect mm. way to watch this movie. I even said to Darcy, like, have you watched this movie? And she was like, no. <laughs> I said, don't look up anything. I didn't actually. I thought you would. But, no, um, um, Chris told me like the 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 very basic plot which was just yeah. people get tapes it's weird and I was like okay and then we yeah. didn't talk about it again if there was ever a point in mm. this podcast to say spoiler alert this is it yeah 100%. do not listen to this if you haven't seen the movie I know we don't ever give spoilers but this is one for the books and... <laughs> just skip it <laughs> the visceral reaction that throat slit had out of me was so horrendous it was like nothing i had ever seen first time i watched it 
I literally screamed. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It looks so real. It just it happens. Does. It happens in like 10 seconds. It goes in. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, listen to me. I wanted you to be here for this. You never. You don't even remember me. And he cuts his own throat. It's horrific. It's like it actually happens. The blood. I don't know how, how they did that, really. I guess it would just have to be like a pack on his neck or something. Yeah. Punctured. It just like falls. Like it just, just drops like a dead weight. It's just the way the blood it's like insane. Yeah, it just sprays yeah. up. Yeah. Like, he didn't hurt himself. It was just him. It was just the guy. He did it. <laughs> he just like falls onto the floor like like a sack of yeah, like, bricks. Like yeah, like imagine the and sheer force. And he stays force. there for yeah. like what, like a couple of minutes maybe. Yeah, he just stares at it like. Because what do you just, do? I don't know what uh, that you wouldn't do. What can you do? Because. Yeah, because if you leave, people are going to see you and think that you've done it. But then if you stay, you're just staring at this yeah. man's, like, decomposed. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, do you stay? Do you leave? Do you, what do you do? I especially like the way that that shot, how it's, like, framed exactly like the um, video from earlier mm-hmm. in the apartment. Like, the, the framing is, like, pretty much exactly the same. So you don't know whether you're watching this just, like, just how you watched every other scene or whether you're watching like a videotape of it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty gross, to be fair. But I, I don't know. I just... Um, <laughs> I mean, pro- I'm guessing everyone probably was expecting a bit more uh, actual human reaction out of me. But I'm when I say I'm desensitized no, I loved, to this I shit... I loved your reaction. It, it, it is, I thought it is, was golden. It's, it's, not even, it's actually not even funny how desensitized I am to this kind of shit. Like, people be like, yeah. nah, if you if you had seen this thing, like, it it, it would make you do this. And I'm like, it it, it just doesn't. Like, it, it's, it's nothing personal. It's just... The world we live in. I've seen so much yeah. fucked up shit that it just doesn't matter For to me, me anymore. it's always, like, down to the execution and context... Yeah. Like it I've was seen work, hard, like more violent and gory oh, shit. God. Like mm. obviously, I've seen all the Saw films and stuff like that, but none of them have something that just like disturbs me as much as this. And it's, oh, yeah, a lot like... of it comes down to how it's like framed, directed, the context of it, how it's just executed. Oh yeah, but also think about the fact that Saw is basically just a massive gore porn of shit, yeah. right? Mm. You do Whereas kind this of actually had in some... that as well. This had some sort of reason to. On purpose to happen. And you yeah. care about the guy. Yeah, I felt bad for him. That he had to go through all this and like he's not even remembered by who should have been his brother. That's and probably why he did alienated it. Alienated right? for the rest of his life. You, you, you got a to be accused your legacy, and right? humiliated in front of your son mm. by going out into that police wagon just to, for something you didn't even do. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Well, you won't forget him in a hurry, will he? Let's be honest. Like I, I that's what I took from that bit was like, yeah. Well, you're not gonna forget him now, are you? <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna forget that no, place, yeah, are Definitely. Like, I mean, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm glad I could. Because uh, what do you do after that? You just like, I don't know, go to sleep, I guess. That's all you he never, does. You he just, just goes never, to sleep. You would just never sleep again, would you? Like, you'd be yeah. thinking about that all the time. But then, kind of serves him right. Do you do? Bit, to be honest. What do you do? I don't know. I don't. I mean, until <laughs> it happens would just to one into of us, bed I don't want to go to sleep forever and ever. I just don't know what you would do. He yeah. knows that he's the cause of it, and he tipped him over the edge. When yeah. he could have been a nice person, he could have approached it diplomatically. But Which he's just not that kind of person. And an he was kind poo. of looking out for his family, but at the same time, I suppose he was also looking out for his reputation. Yeah, he, d- he didn't go about it in the way that it should have been done, though. I don't know, also speaks about, like, you know, human decency as well, I guess. 
like being kind. cool yeah i know you i know you yeah you're out here to protect people but like i don't know killing off the innocent <laughs> is that the way to go i don't know i don't feel bad for him he can fuck off <laughs> in my opinion i don't care about him sorry but he'll live forever <laughs> yeah and live with that memory yeah that he caused it <laughs> Another thing I really love about the film's execution is the lack of music. Yeah. There's no music in the whole film and it kind of like just adds to the atmosphere of each scene. I feel like each scene, like the sound effects just, they feel so loud when they're not really, but just because there's like a lack of anything else, mm-hmm. a lot of the time there's like no dialogue. So you're just kind of sitting in these scenes where it's just like the basic room sounds. Yeah, but it feels more authentic, doesn't it? Like- yeah. I understand that, you know, people add music into things to like, you know, create that kind of atmosphere and stuff, but watch how it's done when you don't need to use music and it feels more real. It feels more authentic. You hear that, Kevin Feige? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I don't mind a bit of music in a scene every now and again. Time but and place for it. it yeah, it, t- it takes you out of it as well because you're like, well, I know that music wouldn't just yeah. play randomly. I say this all the time, though. I swear, like, we could start, like... um um, a drinking game on the podcast but every time I say why do they need to play music in a scene when I know that you're not walking outside and you've got music playing when you're walking down the street <laughs> but I stand by it and obviously I must do because I keep repeating yeah. it obviously a lot of the time it's to like, sell the emotions of a scene but I know but look you don't this, need to needed. you just don't need to alright you just don't need to and this film does it because you don't need to no he's very good at that Hanukkah. Um, yeah. He's very good at like showing you what you need to see. Mm. Um, and especially like the violence of it. He, d- he does very well. It's used sparingly in all the movies I've seen from him. If there is violence to be had, it's done in such a way that it doesn't make you feel good. And I think he's, I don't know a huge lot about the guy, but I think he's the kind of guy who, who doesn't really uh, like like modern cinematic violence it's no that's basically what funny games yeah. was criticizing yeah that is a lot in that movie in this it's like there's really no violence whatsoever except for it's that one bit one part and it's self-inflicted so it makes you think like that is a bit with the chicken yeah a bit with the chicken that's oh yeah i don't like yeah that. pretty harsh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty that's a dark one but then it's kind of normal though isn't it the poor poor chicken life cycle that's pretty much how they all end so there was yeah it's funny that like that one guy what's his face i forgot his name even um but he was the only one to enact acts of violence in the movie but he was the one you felt the most sympathetic for yeah he was basically played for a fool like the entire time he was set up over and over again. Just, of course, that would take a toll on you. It's very, it's a very lonely movie. I think I like that line. Who's talking to someone? Um, I think it's his mother. He's like, uh, you know, I'm, she says, "Do you feel less lonely on the metro than at home?" I'm like, oh well, if you put it like that, then I guess like it's about like people getting into their own heads or like feeling like. They can't reach out to people. I guess he didn't feel like he could reach out to anyone, even his wife, really. He just sort of, like, lone-soldered it. And he ended up worse for it. 
shame, really. But that's what you do. Don't ignore Julia Binoche. Yeah. That's all she ever asked for, and she didn't get it. And he suffered the consequences. True. This is why you listen. <laughs> Thanks, Juliet. Should we rate the movie? Sure. Yeah. What are we going to rate it out of? Your pick. You choose. Videotapes. Videotapes. Fair enough. That was coming, wasn't it? Really? Out of tapes and scissors. Uh, yeah. This is a really good movie. Really um, interesting, well made, great acting. Uh, a really hard to watch movie. It's not the kind of movie you can just sit down and relax and watch. <laughs> kind of have to be in the right mood to watch it. Um, unlike Max, I probably would watch it again. I feel like I got a lot more out of it the second time around, and I feel like it's one of those that you get more out every time you watch it. It's just probably going to be a while before I mm-hmm. can stomach it again because it is a lot. Um, just like all of Hanukkah's movies, um, I think I'd give it uh, eight videotapes out of ten. Why? What was wrong with it? No. You're like that guy who complained about you not giving Moonlight a 10. This movie yeah. is a 10. Why um, did you not give this movie a 10? Yeah, I don't know if I would never watch it again, but it's going to be a very long time before I even try. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to watch it again, but Chris thrust it upon me. Um, mm. That being said, one of my favourite movies, my favourite Hanukkah movie probably, um, I'll give it... 10 videotapes out of 10. I really like it. And I like what it says about like retrospectively or like about us and how we live our lives today and how I can kind of draw parallels between how we sort of live our lives online more so than in the real world. Yeah. Great movie. I feel like I need a long sit down after this. <laughs> I don't know. It's give, it gives you a lot to think about. Uh, eight videotapes out of 10. Cool. Next in the lineup of Juliette Binoche movies is a movie called Summer Hours from 2008, directed by Olivier Assayas, if that's how you say his name. Olivier. It's a nice, he's got a nice name. Um, but yes, from 2008, it's a French movie. Again, it is about a woman who dies. She. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, but I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> it's about a family, and um, the matriarch of the family dies, um, leaving all her possessions behind. And um, you watch uh, children um, who are adults now kind of debilitate and debate over what they should do with her belongings. Um, I guess it's about growing up, and it's about memory, and... Um, what you decide to take from the past and um, what you decide to give away. They give a lot of stuff away to museums um, and whether that's for the benefit or the detriment of their own mental well-being and how they view uh, how they grew up, um, I guess they each sort of decide in their own way. Um, nice movie, I thought. Yeah. Not amazing, mm, it particularly. Was, it was I, a movie. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I just had a good time with it. It was um, not nothing to really read into all that much. Um, I haven't really heard about Olivia Assayas before. Um, 
he d- I think he had a segment in uh, Paris Jetem, which I watched uh, uh, yesterday. Day, yeah. <laughs> or the other day, yeah. Um, cause I've I heard watched... um, good things about his film Personal Shopper. Oh, yeah, so have I, yeah. Yeah, starring Kristen oh, Stewart. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I think his might have been one of the best segments in that movie. Um, but this one is very well directed, I thought. And I think that I really like how he kind of gets to grips with how like memory is infused within the movie and like what it it has a, a real nostalgia about it and like especially more so in like the beginning and also in the end where they're at this house which is like in like this foresty glade type place and it's all greenery and like nature and all that which i suppose like you could liken i'm really going in with like it metaphor was here. it's like yeah. green stuff and like nature and like, i guess you could parallel that with like themes of innocence and like a more innocent time that's why you go back home sometimes to like feel like how you did when you were a kid like your mum makes you food or whatever and like that's I think um, it was more about like them understanding what their childhood meant to them like how they could uh, like part with different possessions that they used to that used to be like mainstays Um, whenever I've like moved house I don't really feel like get much nostalgia from it like it's just like moving but yeah i guess it depends on yeah how how um how sentimental you are as a yeah, person and how much a, sentimentality. how much yeah. yeah how much a place actually uh means to you because i've moved um quite a few times but i've never moved from my actual like main home yeah so i don't yeah i don't really follow the same sort of um rules as such but then i guess i guess it's also about um it's not necessarily about the place i guess it's the things as well mm-hmm. so the like memories every, every, yeah everyone gets a bit sentimental about their possessions don't they because otherwise yeah. you don't get people like hoarders and stuff do you because you want to hang on to stuff I, guess. I don't think they got too hung up over what they were selling though no but Most a lot of, of the it time. they were talking about um like huge um inheritance taxes and stuff so they were yeah. just giving away stuff for the sake of being like well i don't want to pay this huge inheritance tax so let's give this stuff away but i liked when um was was it um uh juliet's character was it was uh, i don't know i don't remember any of the people's names Not many of them. uh the, the the blonde girl when she was like oh i'm gonna keep the silver tea set even though i don't even think i'll ever drink from the silver tea set and i was like oh she took the silver tea set that's nice and then everything else was basically kind of lost on me, to be honest. Um, but mostly because I just, I don't, I don't, I like the film. It was, I just, um, I just um, they go into a lot of like inheritance tax. Yeah, kind of talk this and... kind of it was very legal in general yeah. for a lot of it. And I was like, this is this ain't my fucking bag, really. But then they got into the art stuff, and I was like, okay, this kind of is my bag. And then it got a bit pretentious, and I was like, oh, this is why I don't like art films. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, I just so rarely yeah. see a movie talk about inheritance tax. I know that was it was so weird. I was like, wait a minute. They're I quite not, liked it in like gonna... that weird kind of way. Like this is new. It's quite interesting though, because yeah, because you never really hear about that kind of thing in films where like someone dies and they have like an abundance of wealth, but then you don't realise that if you hold on to a load of these like uh, uh, what you call it, like um, valuable. Uh, art pieces and stuff you're gonna pay a fucking shit ton on it because i don't know why i guess it's in public interest or something or the mm. company takes my i don't know don't know anything about it but it it was something that i've never seen in a film before and i think when someone yeah. dies 
I don't know because I've never really had to deal with it. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. Like the government takes a lot from that. I guess. And that's like where tax comes from, I suppose. And Is it like paying off parts of debts as well? Because when, like when you die, they obviously give your debt to someone else. But then if you could pay for it through inheritance or whatever, you won't have to worry about debt because then it gets gets blown up. Blown up. Mm. <laughs> Is, that even, Is that even a turn of phrase? You know what I mean? But <laughs> I, I don't know. It, <laughs> it gets blown up. <laughs> In front of your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like this movie in, in like the way I like a movie like Official Secrets where like on the skin of it it's like dull as shit but yeah if it, like, then it is about like a lot of legal stuff but that's really interesting to me for some reason I just thought the I don't art know stuff why. was interesting really. um, I like seeing them kind of like bicker I suppose or like talk about the different kind of phases of someone dying and like what you have to do because when someone dies in a movie it's usually like, oh, and they're dead, and we have a funeral or whatever. But in this, it's like, okay, they're dead. Now you have to talk about like a bunch of like legal legal shit. shit yeah. and, like there's all these tears and like things you have to go through. Um, I think Wes Anderson did that in a movie, but it, it was very quick. I forget which one it was. Like somebody dies, and they're like, and then they have to do this and this and this. Um, that's sort of like what this is about. But like, what in that Wes Anderson movie that I'm forgetting the name of um, was maybe a minute long this is like an hour and a half <laughs> and it's just all about that but for some that, reason yeah, it's like, quite interesting and entertaining well just it never really comes up does it so it's quite unique in its own kind of way like yeah, you don't, it's you fucking don't, you, boring yeah but you don't, no but like you don't like, even see you like don't, a nobody wants anything, to yeah. i'm gonna make a movie about the process of like what it what happens after somebody dies <laughs> yeah but it might come in handy maybe like one day they don't Someone teach you we this know in is going to die, and we're going to be like, I feel like they oh, should teach you this in we, school. Yeah, like that that movie we watched. Uh, we actually know what we've got to do now yeah. on the inheritance <laughs> tax. We I know all film. about tax and yeah. all this from summer hours, and nothing <laughs> I learned in school prepared me for it. I learned all I know from movies. Yeah, I mean, to be fair though, I can't imagine that like you know uh, it would be the same sort of deal because I can't imagine that most people have you know millions of pounds of like uh, valuable artworks in their family and stuff well, I can't imagine that kind of thing no. anyway she was very wealthy it seemed yeah she lived in a big big house yeah, with it, lo a lot of land was it her husband that was an artist or was it her son or grand or uncle or I don't even remember who the fuck it was either way someone in the someone in the family was a famous artist Hedge I think by the head it was with her shit. husband was it her husband maybe it was <laughs> I mean hopefully one day when I'm a famous artist um, I too shall uh, share the wealth of my I too shall die and artworks. then my offspring will will have to go through the rigmarole of fucking <laughs> inheritance, tax. inheritance tax and donating oh that's pieces. the dream because <laughs> <laughs> it won't be my problem <laughs> I like how bright the movie is to start with like, mm. and then it was quite sad when like they left yeah because she couldn't go with them she has this really oh. like upsetting line when like her maid is like with her and she's like or like her carer she's like, they've all gone she's sat there in the dark and she says when I go my memories will go with me and, and she, like it's just stopped and you don't see her again I'm like that's fucked up I mean it's I mean it's true though true. isn't it it's quite sad but it's true it's kind of you got me thinking about like, like how you are all you have you can't <laughs> you can't base all you know of a person from like the, the things they leave behind because it has to like they are their own person there are things about them that you could never ever know 
or, or like they had their own life or whatever and like they had knowledge that they never shared maybe or like mm. you could only experience what they were through a different lens because you can't experience somebody else's being through their own eyes you can only experience who they are to you yeah which is why we are all we have we are all we have yeah that's a very lonely thought <laughs> well I, 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 don't, I don't mean i don't mean it to sound like that but i just mean in terms of like you know when people say you only know yourself yeah. it's kind of it's kind of true though isn't it but then you are a different version of someone to everybody that's ever met you so who is the real you? Believe, Why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I torturing myself with these fucking Very philosophical questions? Solipsistic, isn't it? <laughs> oh, don't. This is what happens. I go on tangents yeah. and then I start questioning the whole know, of humanity. This movie would make us think about solipsism and all that and like what it means to actually be a person. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it kind of is I didn't true, give it enough that. credit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, this is what happens. I start talking and then I and then I just don't shut the fuck up about stuff. And then here we are. But for that, it's a very good movie, I think. And it's very well, well directed and like, it, it really explores. I think it doesn't have like a huge amount to say in terms of like unending themes that we could mm. attribute to it. But it understands what it needs to say. And yeah, maybe it's that's like, what it wanted it to It sort do. of exists in a vacuum yeah. in that sort of way. It's like, yeah, and this is like what it means when someone dies and like you got to go through a bunch of shit. And she was a person, and now that now she's not. Mm. Quite weird, and she lives on through her children. And I really like how the parallel between like it being like a really bright and nice, vibrant place to be um, at the beginning, where they were all together, was paralleled like directly at the end, where all the kids were there, and like they'd taken over the house, and it's like it's their place to do what they want with now. And it was all bright and vibrant again, and they're all having fun and like going off into the forest, and yeah, and that was really nice. The stuff I really liked in the movie was kind of seeing this like quite close family kind of fracture off and how mm -hmm. that affected the characters. And obviously after the mum dies, they kind of like all decide to go off and do their own things, like kind of go off and have their own families and start mm -hmm. their own things. And it's quite interesting seeing how everyone kind of reacts to that differently and how you've got like the one guy's like regretting like putting the house up for sale and wishing that he could like cling on to it still and then you've got the other couple who like move isn't it to america or something or move somewhere else there's that guy who got like a job in beijing yeah that's yeah. it and he's like saying about how he doesn't think he will see the others ever again and stuff yeah. i thought that stuff was like the bits i enjoyed the most yeah i had a good time with that it made me think about like my own family or like you can only when you grow up, you have to leave, right? And you can only see your family when you choose to see them or like when, when they're all free. And that's very difficult to do a lot of the time when you're all on different schedules. Um, yeah. And I suppose you have to understand if that's something you want to do or something you could do without. Um, personally, I don't really want to like see my family leave or like I don't really want to be apart from them all that I wouldn't like move to Beijing for four years and like never come back. That would like you know, it's not really in me to do that. Um, but that that does happen, you know. And sometimes it is just like one person who brings a family together or like a bunch of people together. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they're gone, those people no longer have a reason to connect or be with yeah. each other again. I well, wait a minute. You got, yeah. I guess yeah, that's what you call the glue of the family or whatever. I've seen that with like friends as well. Mm, I was gonna say I've I've yet to understand the glue of the family, but I don't know. We go, we're gonna start putting our friends on blast on the podcast. Who the fuck is the glue to this friendship group? 
Well, I mean, <laughs> well, no, that's not. <laughs> it, it's not really a bad thing or a good thing. It's just no, what it's, it yeah, is, no, it's you know? just a, it's the common denominator, isn't it? I guess the person that gets everyone to. I think with like Do my things. school friends, and I don't think they're going to mind me saying this because I don't think they listen to the podcast. But like, <laughs> I stopped seeing them for a while, and I think they just mm. like they stopped seeing each other. I was the only one being like, we should do this and we should go here and like, the, well, I got them all together. Yeah, that's why. Um, I, that's why I always think that um, people like uh, Holly, the uh, the the more sociable people, the one that actually like hosts stuff and that. I always mm-hmm. think, okay, like if it wasn't for for these events, I probably wouldn't see anyone for about nine months. But I think I think some of it just comes down to just yeah, you know, like life. Just people get busy, things happen, like schedules mm-hmm. don't align, like. Trying to do this fucking podcast is like trying to get blood out of a stone some weeks. Yeah, take today. It's just for really example. difficult. It's just really hard. I was almost blown off my bike trying to get here. <laughs> do you know what? I almost Actually, fucking died. I was like, Chris, what time is it? He goes, 20 to 7. And I was like, I think Max has died. I was actually starting to get concerned because you can hear the rain outside. And I was like, he's dead, isn't he? He's dead. <laughs> One day he's going to yeah. be blown off his bike and that'll be it. RIP. Yeah. I wonder who. <laughs> I wonder who keeps <laughs> our families together. I don't know. No, I always find that difficult one to. I, I to try to. On. I try for that to be me a lot of the time, because I think you know when we were younger, it was like our parents, and you you had to go where your parents went because you were a child. Oh well, yeah, because they, you they lived knew better, with your right, siblings. Yeah. But now I don't live with my siblings. When do I see them? And when will I see them? Um, in you know, hopefully decades when my parents die, will we see each other? Um, you hope so. <laughs> you would hope so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, a lot changes, but mm. it's interesting because now, like, my sister lives in London. I really don't see her all that much at all. No, but um, I feel... A few when times you, a year. Yeah, when you live... like, But that's the same thing with me and my sister because, obviously, they live back in Luton, but I've only got, I've only got one sibling. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if something was to happen to our parents, I feel like... Um, yeah, yeah. You you know we both have to mutually put in the same amount of effort because there's no yeah. one else to do it basically if we yeah, if we yeah, don't yeah. do it that's it. My brother lives down the road, but I barely see him. That's <laughs> not yeah, like he's down the road. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it is like. But is he busy? You, work, you know, yeah. When you work a full time job and like you want to go You've out, and you see friends, you got yeah. things to do. That's what Definitely. I mean. It just—it doesn't matter where you are, yeah. really. Most of the time. That's why you have to be like, well, I guess we're gonna have to see each other. <laughs> like, yeah. You gotta drop them a line every so often. <laughs> see, thing is, sometimes even just um, initiating like, which is some of the good things about having technology, I suppose, is like sometimes just dropping the initial contact of, "Hello, it has been a while. Should we talk a bit more?" And then you just uh, naturally sort of try and gravitate back into mm-hmm. a rhythm of things, even sometimes if you it doesn't don't work. See each other. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware of that, but um, like I said, I've only got the one sibling, so like the the, the shit has to work. Otherwise, the whole family just kind of <laughs> dissipates. Yeah. Uh, That's sort of what I think too. Mm. It has to work. Yeah, yeah like, I don't to, care yeah. if you don't want to see me. I don't care if you don't want to see me. You have to. <laughs> this is happening whether you want it or not. <laughs> you think see, you'll do Chris, that with Chris your sit- brothers, yeah, Chris? Chris. Is sitting there so yeah. silently. You don't even talk to your I mean, brothers. Yeah, I do occasionally. You barely fucking talk to them when they lived with you. Because I rarely saw them. I could confirm, though, that they, they barely ever fucking talk to each other. If we went out for, like, a meal, we'd chat and stuff. Yeah. That is true. To be fair, that's the most I've ever spoken to them is when we've actually all gone out together. Mm-hmm. Like, once again, no problem with it. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, yeah, I don't talk to my sister every day, but I talk to her, like, at least... 
on a weekly basis. Yeah. I've never seen Chris Gower's phone to talk to his brother. I was like, do you even have your brother's phone number? He's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I've got him on social media. (laughs) It's not the same. I can't believe that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, when he told me, I was actually floored. I was like, are you fucking joking? (laughs) I try to have like, monthly or bi-monthly piss-ups at the local spoons with my dad and brother when that's we can. Fair, yeah. that's, that's always nice. So that makes sense when you actually like... But because we live so close like, to yeah, each other, that's that's what like, I mean. yeah, that'll work. it's quite easy to arrange most of the time. Yeah, my brothers live in Oxford, so I rarely see him there. Yeah. I just go yeah. down to Luton, but then I don't really go out with my sister. Or like, I don't really go out with my mm-hmm. family, to be fair. <laughs> I yeah. just kind of come home and I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey everyone. They're like, where are you going to now? And I'm like, oh, probably everywhere at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Me. I'm the ratatoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we write this film before I oh, start? Sure, start? Yeah, 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 I start going yeah. to... Oh, uh, one last thing I'll say is that I really like the music as well. There's a lot of like really nice like guitar and violin that kind of intersperse um, throughout the movie, Um, but I really enjoyed it and I thought it was it complemented the vibe of the movie, which I think was going for. It's quite calm and held back in in a sense because nothing like massive happens, you know. Mm. It's just going through life. Cool. We'll rate this one then um, out of. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> uh, frog vases. Because there was a vase that the... Uh, uh, yeah. made, well, the, I, I said it looked like a took. frog, but it was actually more like a fish. Well, whatever. Yeah, fish vases. Then. We'll do that. Okay. Fish no. vases. Uh, yeah, I thought this was quite a sweet movie. Um, I felt like it dragged a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, did kind of lose my interest a, a couple of times, but it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Thought it was decent for what it was. I'd give it six fish vases out of ten. It's really it's like a tongue twister, isn't it? Yeah. Um <laughs> and Juliette Binoche was good, although <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she is barely in it. Barely in it. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. she was in it for that silver teapot scene, and that was pretty much all I remember of her being in it, to be honest. She's a main character in much in the way that like characters in like the Royal Tenenbaums are Yeah, main everyone's characters technically a main character. Because they're all in the family. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I liked it and I enjoyed the discussion and where it took us. Um so for that I I'll give it a six six um fish phases out of ten. Six fish phases out of ten. Cool. I I would I don't really have any commentary on on that really, because I think I've spoken it to death. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> like no summaries, it's just this was a film. Um. Oh my god! And now we get. Onto, I can't even pronounce the name of my movie or my director. Can someone else read my movie for me? No. I think it will be funny <laughs> if you do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna butcher this, and all the French listeners are gonna come for me. So sorry. I don't even know what sorry in French even is. Um. <laughs> fuck. They say it. Oh my I god. Um, um. Jesus. What is sorry in French? <laughs> Uh, pardon? No, that's not it. No, I don't fucking know. I know what it is in Italian. I don't know what it is in French. Shit. I'll Google it quick. Yeah, Google sorry in okay. French. Pardon. <laughs> no, is it actually oh, okay? Come on, man. Is it actually pardon? Pardon. Pardon. Yeah. It's... Shut up.
Sorry. Stop. That's what I fucking mean. They're always listening to us. I hate it. Oh, it's your phone. It's my phone. Yeah, it's like Google Talk or whatever. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. The 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 big boys are watching us. I hate it. The Overlord cometh. They watch. The Apple Lord cometh. Bezos watcheth. Anyway, so my (laughs) fucking hell. My movie is called Mayvers Sang. Is that? Oh fuck no! I don't know. What? I don't know. I didn't even say that even remotely correctly. Um, I don't think it was that far off. What? Mauvais Sang? Did I say Yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. about right. From 1986, but I could have been fooled. I thought it was later than this. Um, directed by Leos Carax. Who's saying a if French accent Carax, at least? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to offend with my <laughs> shit French accent. But, um, that was good. Thank you. Um, about two, um, two crooks who have to repay a debt to this woman named the American. Um, yeah. uh, uh, it's about, um, in short, uh, an STD called the STBI <laughs> that gets sweeped in the nation and uh, teenagers get it by having sex but not um, not with feelings. So if there's no ro- romantic feeling involved, they get this uh, STD that makes them like all fucked, fucked up pretty much. And to be honest, that's all I can tell you about the film because I didn't understand a single fucking thing that happened. What did you guys get from it? It was a wild ride. It's an Estebol, is how I liked how they kept Some saying that. Estebol. When, uh, when they were driving in the car and they kept going, ah, oh, the new STD, the Estebol. <laughs> it was cracking me up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it was, it was funny. Yeah. But I don't think it was good. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't good. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it was a, a lot to get through and it had little to no plot. It reminded me a lot of the movie Performance where like a guy goes to a house and just hangs out. Well, just chill, like, just, what? just chills there. Yeah. Like, fucking French <laughs> designer Menace goes house. to the fucking... What? That's what performance is. He's like in a, living in a safe house. Yeah. With Mick Jagger. And having wild parties and chatting. It's a great Mick movie. Jack- what? what? Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, this this film is probably just as weird as the premise of that movie, to be honest. Um, I just... If I'm totally honest, I it, yeah, like there were parts of it that were funny. You like the very beginning just, where that blonde guy who looked like Boris Johnson from the back just like wastes himself against a train and he like goes Ugh. Oh <laughs> yeah, because his arms flail back and that was really fun. Like like I said, some of this film is really fucking funny. And then the rest of it is like watching paint dry. It's just like It felt long as hell, man. Yeah, like I don't know what I was meant to not understand as such, but like yeah, when there's little to no plot, I feel like what am I actually? What are you actually dragging out of this? Because I don't understand what's going on. And then they talk about like Haley's comet and shit. What's that got to do with the Esteban? Fucking yeah, like, Haley's comet. Haley's comet. What the fuck was that about? They mentioned that like in yeah, this, this two is, of these movies. Yeah, this is a in common summer theme. hours. They talk about Haley's comet. Haley's comet actually appeared more than Juliet <laughs> did. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> What does um, it all mean? And then there was that the the the, the main guy who looks like uh, Murdoch from Gorillas, the fucking cartoon looking motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Alex, the main d- guy. Yeah. French Dennis the Menace. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, the characters in this film are just like 
what is going bat on? Shit. He was bad shit. Yeah, he was. He had nothing he going was... on in his brain. Nothing was happening. It was like it was like uh, just symbols going the whole time. The monkey fucking flipping around. Yeah. And then he was just going, "Yep, okay." I'll do what the monkey commands," he said. Yeah, they're like riding in that convertible. They're like smoking a blunt or something. They're like completely naked. Yeah, they're all. Yeah. What the fuck? Or at least top half naked. It was weird. Yeah. I choose to believe they're all completely naked. I hope so. But not because I, I want to see it, but because it was so <laughs> random. Like, they were, yeah, they were in an open top convertible at night, and it was probably fucking freezing, and they're all naked. Like, it was very hard to like <laughs> understand what was going on, was the thing. So I, I didn't yeah. understand why he had gone to this place, or like really why, <laughs> like, he, why he was now in a convertible with <laughs> two old men, and like they were all naked. All yeah, talking about the blunt. Estabo, it yeah. felt very aimless. Yeah, it, just it kind did. Of, like, just a bunch of scenes with this rough story stitching them together. That's fine. I actually don't really mind the movie for that. Um, I just wish it would do like more with it. Or yeah. Like, to have more for the characters to do. Because <laughs> it's not... I don't like... They just kind of stay there. And, like nothing really happens. I don't know. It was, it's interesting to see like... Julie Delpy and Juliette Binoche and um, this weird guy in this kind of weird love triangle, I suppose. But I am sick of movies telling me that men don't find Julie Delpy attractive. I know what I don't. I don't understand that at so, all. So, well, come on, <laughs> what are you playing at? <laughs> is it? Is it trying to be? It's trying to be a funny. Is it? Well, not like, even uh-huh. like. Oh, I'm not attracted to her. It's like, I'm not even like... I don't even want no, to see I'm not you. in love with her. I don't even like, look at you. <laughs> why not? <laughs> Are you an idiot? <laughs> he's a fool. Um, <laughs> he's a fool for that. He's a fool for running away from her. It was uh, it was like that movie that we reviewed. Um, Broken Flowers right there on the shelf. I can see yeah. it there. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, like Bill Murray's like, I hate your pussy, Julie Delpy, and he fucking leaves. Oh, is she the one who's in the beginning of the film? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I was like, she's way too hot to be with him. What is he doing? Mm. <laughs> These insane men. <laughs> Come on, what are you doing? In it, like, they're way out of their league here, and yeah. they're just like, I don't, know, I don't even like you that much. But to leave Julie Delpy and then, like, <laughs> like go on so the offended. fucking weird... He gets on a train. I fucking love that scene where he's like, "I'm leaving you," and she like chases him through the train station, and he gets. He's like, the train doors have closed, and the conductor sees that she's chasing after him, and he goes, "Oh fuck!" And he opens the door for him to let him on, and then they leave. Oh, it's so funny. (laughs) What a g. He was looking out for him. This film kind of reminds me a bit of um, Wild at Heart, the David Lynch movie, in like yeah. mostly in just its tone because it does feel very like kind of intentionally goofy. It's quite surreal at points. Yeah, but I feel like it's executed a lot better in that one. Whereas in this one, it kind of it feels very misguided at points. I can't really work out what it's trying to go for tone wise. Whether it does want to be quite like silly and goofy or whether it is trying to be super serious and trying to say something it just kind of like led to me being quite confused just felt like a bit of a mismatch of things yeah i agree with that um it was yeah it was confusing but it was also i wouldn't even mind but it was also like boring as well yeah point 
Yeah, I, well, it wasn't I, making yeah. me laugh. I was bored, <laughs> and I wasn't interested in whatever was going on. In yeah, the I feel story. like that was part of the problem, wasn't it? I also felt that I was like, ah, like there wasn't enough funny things to counteract how bored mm. the rest of yeah. it was. And I don't know how much of the like bits we laughed at was like actually us laughing with the movie or at it. Bit of both. Yeah. I actually think there was a lot of bits of both happening, mm-hmm. especially for me. Where I was just laughing at stuff because I was like, "Well, that was fucking dumb." Rather than like when she's like, was I meant "I'm going to, be to a hotel," but she just like walks across the street and like goes to a room that's like high up, and then yeah. like he's like, "I'm happy," so he like flips over a car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's their hands. Oh yeah, that was funny as Like fuck. I could do anything. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> flips over a car for no reason. Yeah, do Taylor Lautner that then car? Then straight start like walking down the street while Modern Love by David Bowie is just randomly playing. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he gets to. What, did he get the Esther Bow? And he's like dancing to that song. Out. Either way, that was fucking sick. That was probably know. the best bit of the movie for me. I didn't I like really see the point in her. So he was getting point? that the point STD the movie, really? and it didn't lead anywhere. No. He just was punching himself in the stomach. Yeah, it was, I, I don't know why that had to be part of the, the plot point because other than that part where he like, I don't know, James Bonds himself into getting the vaccine out of that place that is held. Other oh, than yeah. that, yeah, what was the point? Of I the forgot rest of all it? about that. Yeah. It was like as a throwaway said, scene, to be honest. I, I'm, you need to let me out. I have a hostage. I was like, He's going to be pointing the gun at himself, isn't he? And he was. <laughs> and then they le- let him leave for some reason, even though they've all got guns pointed at him and he's the only one there. Yeah. They just shoot him. I don't know. Yeah. And then is what the guy walks behind. I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I don't, I don't really. The thing is, I, I, I want to say that I have more to say about this film, but the fact no, that. No, I don't really. Yeah. The fact that I don't know what half the fucking stuff was going on anyway just kind of defeats the point of me knowing what to talk about because I'm like, well, what am I talking about? What did happen, mm. really? He performed what, vegetable magic. He did. But he, he did. And you, that and, was funny. When and, he made the vegetables yeah. appear from the sky. Yeah, and he was like, do you know the carrot trick? Or whatever. No, I did not know the carrot <laughs> trick. And then like, loads of just like lettuce and shit falls yeah. on top of him and he's like, ha ha. <laughs> I mean, that was actually pretty funny. That was funny, yeah. Yeah, but it was only funny because Max was like, oh, look, this is what you have to part with in the modern dating scene. Look at this Murdoch-looking motherfucker. It's oh, all yeah. the loops you have to jump through to get a girl. <laughs> that made me laugh. Modern men stand no chance against French Dennis the Menace who can perform vegetable magic. True, because it's impressive. I didn't really believe their romance either. No. Both actors were really, really good in their roles, but I just didn't feel like there was any spark or chemistry really between them. Oh yeah, I no. think I think I thought it felt really forced, but then I guess it was part of the. I felt like it was just part of the story, really, like convenience plotting for me. I was like, oh, I don't believe this. I don't think you guys even like each other, to be honest. No, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that that, that <laughs> did annoy me a bit. I was like, okay, but. Like, what am I supposed to feel? Yeah, it just seemed convenient. What am I supposed to feel? That, that they love each other? or like, And if that's the case, then I should feel bad at the end when he dies. I don't. I don't feel bad for... When he gets shot. Well, he should have died of the Estibo, but he doesn't. He just gets shot. And I mean, there are worse ways to die than on the, on the bonnet of a car staring up at Julie Delpy and Juliette Binoche. But... That is true. There are... So... 
but it didn't mean anything. I don't know. <laughs> just looking at Chris, like he's not he's not going to weigh in on the sexiness of the of these people, and he's just like, no. To be honest, though, I think those two would have been better off getting with each other rather than this Murdoch-looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, but it would have made the movie longer. True. I'm just, I'm just saying, though, if you if you had like two attractive French girls there, and then you saw this Murdoch mother look, looking motherfucker, I'd have been like, I'd rather be with you. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's my two cents. It's not interested thing. in portraying character dynamics in that way, though, I don't think. No, like I said, no. I just felt like it was convenient. Like, it's almost like they never met another, like, male human being of their sort of, like, age range before. And they're like, well, she oh, was, I guess Juliet I have to like this was hanging around with these two old men. Under, no, kinda, you, no, that's what that I mean. quite strange. <laughs> that's exactly what I mean. She's like, oh, this guy's actually, like, my my age and hangs around with me so i feel like i should like him that's what i got from it it just felt like she was like stockholm syndroming herself yeah. almost oh this guy's all right he'll do he's about yeah if only it were that easy yeah that's just how he it felt can to perform me. vegetable magic <laughs> that is true he can perform what do you want vegetable from me? magic it's probably vegetable hypnosis human <laughs> 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 Worst sorry, line, just, worst yeah. line in the movie was when he said to Julia Binoche, "I like your moist lips." <laughs> that was fucking horrible. That upset that me. That was absolutely awful. That's what we're gonna rate this one out of. Yeah. I fucking hate that. I hate that you suggested <laughs> that. I hate it. We're all thinking it. You don't say it though. Yeah. Why did he? Why did he say that out loud? He's just a quirky yeah. guy. Yeah. He's got no Speaking game. Speaking of That's ratings, yeah, can we, can we go to rate this? I have nothing to say. Problem. Yeah, yeah, let's rate it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Out of moist lips. Ugh. Yeah, go on there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I've actually seen um, another one of the director's movies, Annette, um, which was mm. pretty weird decent. Fucking really though. fucking weird. Yeah. Um, it, I also wasn't park, a it? huge fan of that. So maybe I'm just not a big fan of this guy, but... <laughs> I'll, I'll give another couple of his movies <laughs> a watch and find out. Um, but yeah, I think you give it. it like a five moist lips out of ten. Oh, it's I fine. fucking hate it's this rating system. not great. Not really very good, but it's whatever. Okay, go on, Max. Yeah, it's whatever. Um... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it is what it is. I don't know what it's really trying to accomplish. Um... Uh, kind of a middle of the road uh, experience with it, I suppose. I don't want to watch it again. Five moist lips out of ten. Um, I didn't like this. Uh, it was more boring than it was funny. Although I will hand it to you, the funny bits were fucking hilarious. Oh god, Four yeah. moist lips out of ten. I fucking hate this rating system. Well, you never have to hear it again. Thank you. That's that. Three Juliette Binoche movies. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I did watch Paris Jetem, which is an anthology movie uh, starring Juliette Binoche in one of the anthologies. Hers was probably the best one, I think. And it's like two hours long. It's a very long movie. So I don't really, mm. I ain't going to rate the movie highly, but there are some you could check out, I suppose. Um, I might be wrong, but I think Olivier Assayas directed 
Juliet Binoche's one. Um, it was like five minutes long, and she's like lost a kid, and one of the foe shows up, and he's a cowboy, and it's oh, hell yeah. yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Watch that. That's probably on YouTube. It's like a separate little clip. <clears throat> and I also last night watched uh, the movie Chocolat. You seen Chocolat? Oh, uh, uh, with no. Johnny Depp. I know yeah. it, but I've not I, seen it. Uh, uh, I've had it on uh, DVD for years. Binoche and Johnny Depp, who's Irish, um, actually rate the movie quite a bit. I understand why anybody would be like, whatever, because um, it's not, it's not going for something like amazing or like whatever. But it's, it's a fun watch, definitely. And um, she's like, a, she makes chocolate, and she goes to a place where like, um. They're all like very de- devout, uh, religious people, and they they're on Lent, and it's like a point of tension that she's a chocolate maker, and they're not allowed to indulge in um, worldly delights in the, the period sad. of Lent, and the the dissonance that comes from like her relationship with the townspeople, and like how it was really about like trying to come like camaraderie and like um, community and. She has to decide whether she wants to stay or not, um, based on, I suppose, how she was raised and how how the townspeople treat her. And just and yeah, it's just a nice chocolate. movie, just a nice one to to watch. Um, it's very comforting, I think. Um, and she does a very good job in it. Um, I thought, yeah, recommend that. Cool. So that's Juliette Binoche. Oh, Thank you, Lord. Juliette. Love you. So. For the next episode, we have a special guest, and Whoa. I believe Chris has all the information on that. Yeah, did he tell you what he was picking? No. No, you told no. us You tell us what who it, was it about. is and what it is. I and... didn't know because I knew he was talking to you about it the other day. He only told me the themes. Yeah, yeah we know the themes, but we need to know the movies. The movies. Yeah, mm. so we've got a good friend of the podcast, Kai, coming back. He's been on... A couple of times before, mm. um, it was on when we were doing like um, well, that samurai coronavirus movie. stuff. Oh, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all like in lockdown, I think. So we, yeah, yeah, we never watched the movies with him. No, he's actually really looking forward to getting to get the full podcast experience. Yeah, oh, I, bet, I bet he's raging for that. Uh, so you say that. I think a lot of people, I think people like doing it though. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's I actually... very difficult to like arrange yeah. it all. But when you can arrange it with, because it's a, it's not an accessible experience. I don't think the way we've laid no, out this yeah, podcast, watching not. three movies in a row and then coming back another day to record it. Yeah, it's just kind it's of how it is, though. We, we we're people busy people, time. boys. Yeah. We, we yeah. don't even get paid we don't for this have the time shit. Sometimes. Yeah, we, <laughs> we don't even have the time for this. Uh, so he's <laughs> he's picked um, films that have the theme of toxic masculinity and doomed love. Mm. Um, he intentionally picked three films that he knows that none of us have watched. Doomed yes. love. I, I knew um, this was going to be his themes. So you got Beau Travail, directed by Claire Denis. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> Max just came. <laughs> Ali, Fear Eats the Soul by Raina Werner Fassbinder. What a name. It's Fear Eats the Soul. That sounds crazy. And In a Lonely Place, directed by Nicholas Ray. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Kai. They all sound absolutely place. fucking unhinged. I can't Especially wait that second one. to be toxically masculinized. <laughs> and I can't wait to tell you boys about toxic masculinity because well, I'm the token one on here. Episode 102 of the Sunday Movie Marathon. Botrave, Ali, Theories of the Soul, and In a Lonely Place. I hope I got that right. Who knows? We got social media YouTube, the Sunday Movie Marathon. Instagram at Sunday Movie Pod, 
Twitter at Sunday Movie Pod, Facebook at Sunday Movie Marathon, and Letterboxd at Sunday MM. Capital S, capital MM. Remember to like, subscribe, and rate the podcast five stars. Any woo! last words? Woo! I'm disappointed Darcy didn't go woo to the Instagram. <laughs> Follow the Instagram woo! at Sunday Movie Pod. Woo! That's where we're most active. <laughs> Follow us there for little behind the scenes ditties. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words? I can't. I, I can't do it again. That. Fuck it. <laughs> I can't That's do it again. It. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>